When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Stochastic.com NFL Sim Strategy Show. Look, I mean, it's one of the most valuable pieces of content every week. I think we can all agree on that. It's going to be fun. 13-game slate. We're going to need to back these tools, lean on them more than ever, heading into a 13-game week 17. So until, of course, next week where we've got 400 games. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. We'll see what happens. Greg Ehrenberg with me. Mm-hmm. As great yesterday, Eric had mentioned on the ownership show, fun show, that he was planning on going with a ton of Jared Stidham this week Ooh. against the LA Chargers. At first, I, I was like, oh, okay, and then I, and I thought through it, and it actually made some sense. But there's just no way you're going to be able to play a lot of everybody you want this week. Yeah, it's going to be a slate where you're just naturally going to be. Well, I don't want to say that you're naturally going to be spread too thin because then we might run the Sims here in a second and pull it up and find that like, oh, no, there's one individual player we're getting to in like 80 percent of lineups. But there are a lot more options this week than there normally are. So uh, there's definitely going to be a lot of players who you might be sitting there and be like, boy, I'd really like to roster this running back this week. And then you go run lineups and it's like, oh, I'm not really getting to him. And then you try to boost his exposure and then you realize like, oh, but now I'm not getting to this other guy that I wanted to get to. So we don't see very many 13 game NFL slates. We see it at the start of the season. We see it at the beginning of the season. So it's been a minute since we've had one of this size. That game last night was nuts. dude. Like everybody just went nuclear. Ridiculous. It was ridiculous, man. I, the, the fact that Thursday night football went from like, Oh, cool. There were 27 combined points. And now you're getting out of the first quarter with 30 points in these games. And Joku, insane like no Amari Cooper didn't matter Jerome Ford two receiving touchdowns Jets defense collapses Brees Hall with another big game I mean from top to bottom dude that was one of the the wildest games this is why when people say there's no way something can happen and they might look at the Sims tool and be like yeah I don't really like that lineup that type of thinking more times than not will get you into trouble because the variance and just the overall randomness in the NFL is out of control, not just this year, but every single season. And last night was kind of everything I I personally could have hoped for for a Thursday night game. We saw some people that are subs that had big wins in contests. Even Eric won last night, which, I mean, who could have seen that coming? So it went well from a DFS standpoint, both from uh, people who work here and then as well as customers. And then also, for, for me just personally, I'm in one, not like super high dollar yearly fantasy football league, Lofi, but it is one. It's a 14 team league. There was a $350 buy in. So it's a few thousand dollars to first place. I last night had uh, one player from the game. My opponent had one player from the game. I had Brees Hall, the guy I'm playing in the finals of my league, had Amari Cooper, didn't realize that he got rolled out. Like, um, with uh, how Cooper. can you do that? <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. But I mean, my God, how do you miss that? He got ruled out a good hour before the game kicked off as well. So it's probably stuff. going to be something that's going to be like a big issue in the league where this guy's going to be like, oh, that's not enough. This is what happens when people don't play DFS. Like 
an hour. That's who, who could react in an hour. That's what people who that's what these people who play these yearly leagues think like an hour. That's, that's yeah, I was eating dinner. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, it was a fun night. DFS wise. I, I took a bath. However, I was on jets anytime touchdown at plus 1100. So we'll take that. We'll take that. That All helped right. a little bit. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, it in the video as well. It was in it was in the video, the Thursday night football video over on our Odd Shopper channel. 112,000 followers we got there now, man. So making moves. It's good to see that. It makes me happy. Yeah, and then uh, one other thing also about last night's game is the defenses were chalky. The Jets less so than the Browns. There was a million points scored in the game, and the defenses still both got there. Anybody yep. that had any semblance of ownership in that game just crushed. Even the defense give up 37 points. Cool. You're one of the best overall points per dollar options in the game. It's that simple. That's all you got to do, you know, just sort <laughs> by think... ownership and play the most popular guys. Boom, exactly. Exactly. Dude, the Sims tool had been crushing for me on showdown yesterday. I just, I didn't have the right, like I had, obviously I had good players because everybody had good players. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you needed like the stone nuts and it was really high scoring shout out to linguist though. He uh, chopped the play action mm -hmm. pretty sweet for what? Like I think 2,300 or something like that. Yeah. He had tweeted it. There was some good ones. I know Eric won the play action. Well, so two Eric's right. There's Eric Lindquist and Eric Traub. He and, and then Eric Traub, who's also in our discord chat. And then we also see him, in the YouTube streets pretty regularly in the YouTube chat. And he won the, uh, the main one. I forget. It was the $15 buy in last, yeah. last night. Yeah. He had a, he had was. a big day and yeah. And he, he ended up splitting that for like 11 grand. So yeah, good. It was a good night. Very nice. Yeah. I, uh, I had, I was sixth in the play action on Sunday. It was like $1,400. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, but Eric was, Chopping first, like you said, Eric Traub chopping first in the 15. Tom Kennedy, our CEO, last showdown, I think it was Sunday or Saturday, uh, chopped first for 23,000. So it's been a nice little run. Let's keep it going, man. But we're talking main slate. So we'll, we'll have some content for, for Saturday. I already threw out some betting stuff. We'll have some DFS stuff for that single game Saturday slate. But main slate is 13 games. This is where we got to, this is where we got to really, dial it in because it's tough. So Jacob producing the show as always does a great job behind the scenes, navigating the Sims tool. Let's take a look. You haven't looked yet, right? I haven't looked Not yet. I'm all. going in cold. All Not right. at all. You're blind. All right. So we're all going into this one blind. Let's just first look at some of the top lineups that we're getting. And remember guys, if you've watched the first look show, if you've watched the ownership show, or if you're just going into the week blind today, uh, that's cool. But there are just, we're chock full of great options at quarterback, at running back, at wide receiver, even tight end. So here we go. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, Hurts, and Mayfield. All right, just looking at quarterbacks. Just looking at quarterbacks, Greg, and we'll get into the lineups themselves. I have no problem with anything I'm seeing there out of the gate. Even, even a couple Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor lineups throughout this. So the only thing, well, actually, there are a couple of Brock Purdy lineups, 49ers, as I look down there. So I was going to say the only thing I was surprised by is that we weren't seeing 49ers pop up, but that's not really the case either. We, we are seeing the 49ers, they were seeing the Eagles, and those are the two teams I was expecting, just because if you do look at our top stacks, which I have looked at from when I was doing a DraftKings Rainmaker show yesterday, 
I did notice that we had the Eagles and the 49ers each with by a pretty decent margin, the two teams with the highest top stack odds for the entire slate. So with the odds of us projecting them to be the highest scoring teams, not surprising at all to see that we've got Eagles towards the top. We've got them like a nearly 20% chance to be the highest scoring team of the week. And then the 49ers behind them at 12%. So uh, Eagles rising to the top. They are rising to the top. By the way, guys, happy to have you with us. Hit that thumbs up. If say Take a single second to tone for your sins here. Hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment down below. Try and read and respond to all of those if you're watching after the fact. And all of our stuff that you find here on YouTube can be found in podcast form. As long as it has some semblance of a shelf life, you'll find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, including, including podcast exclusive that Ben and I do every Tuesday. It's about 30 minutes. One of the most valuable pieces of content from a strategy slash game theory perspective, single entry, three max discussion, reviewing the previous week with the post-contest simulator that you're going to find out there. So highly recommend, even though it's late in the year, check it out if you haven't done so yet. All right, Greg, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask a favor of you here. Oh, another one. Yes, I'm going to ask a favor. (laughs) (laughs) Greg filled in for me yesterday on a showdown live before a lot. Dude, that so the like the HVAC unit was leaking, and it wasn't bad to the point where my basement was flooding. But it was going on days now, and I had a tray on there. It's like I have to get this figured out. The only time they could come out was yesterday, between twelve and four. They show up at six o'clock, right? Last time it was between twelve and four. They showed up at nine a.m. right before one of my shows. So whatever. Anyway, I'll probably switch services after this because you've got this this big you know, on, on, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. <laughs> you've got, you've got this guy that it, it gets down to look at it. You just hear like, Ugh, Ugh. <laughs> and then I told you, I could hear like fuck coming from, from the storage room where the, where the unit is. Right. I mean, a slovenly fella, nice enough, but miserable at first, regardless, he's here for hours. And I just hear him going, fuck, fuck. And I hear I'm going, the things that make you say, hmm, right? Well, after all of this, Greg, after me missing a show for this, because I need to get it fixed, and I'm in the basement, he's like, yeah, I can't really figure out what's going on. He's like, just keep an eye on it. And then it was $170. (laughs) $170. So I'm actually surprised it was only $170. He didn't do anything. (laughs) But, But still, I've had plenty of people that have come to my house to fix shit. They've got nothing done. And then it's like, hey, this is like six, seven hundred dollars. Sometimes even more. Like I had I had squirrels in my attic for forever. I had to have this guy come to try to catch him every single day. He wasn't able to catch him, but it was still like, hey, it's a thousand dollars a month for the squirrel service. I'm like, what am I paying for? I've still got squirrels running around. The guy hasn't right. paid anything. He's like, Well, that, that that's why it's monthly. You know, <laughs> we'll be back to get rid of the next wave of squirrels. It's ridiculous. So what I'm gonna do is if this continues over the next week, um, I'm going to call them and be like, your guy charged me $170 to tell me, eh, who knows? And I mean, we've been with you for a while. Yeah. And now I'm for real though. I'm going to get, I, I will, I will get a refund or I'll just tell them we're going to find a new service. Cause that's insane. If it stops within the week, fine. All right. Couldn't figure it out. We had some bad rains. He thought maybe rain was coming in through the exhaust. I get it. I get it. It was a tricky situation. I, I was listening to what he was saying, but 170 bucks, man. Like they came out for maintenance. We get it, we get it checked up every like spring before the summer, right? And then every fall before the winter, the heater, just to make sure the AC and the heater, just to make sure we're in good shape. 
They were out here on December 4th, told me everything was good to go. And then they're back out three weeks later to charge me a buck 70. All right. Got to hire uh, Peter Wasaki in the YouTube channel so that he is in the HVAC business. So maybe, maybe Peter's got a hookup for you. Peter, Peter, talk to me, man. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> it's leaking, but there's hardly like there's no water spots I can find, but it's leaking under it near the filter. But none of that's wet. We'll talk. We'll talk after the show, Peter. <laughs> anyway, thank you for filling in for me yesterday. I have one more favor of you, and okay. hopefully you'll oblige. All right. Convince me not to not to negatively boost Clyde Edwards Alaire this week. Well, it's we're gonna to get a ton of him. It is hard to do until we see what our exposure ends up being to him on the other pitch because you know it might not be all that much. Now, with that said, I'm looking at our top lineups here, and it is uh, Ceh, Ceh, uh, Ceh, Ceh. Okay, he's in all of our top lineups here, so it stands to reason he's probably going to be in like you know like 70, 80 percent lineups or something like that. The reason I'm going to tell you to not de-boost him, I'm going to tell you not to do a negative ROI boost on him, Luffy, is because. Everybody else is out for the Chiefs in the backfield. They've shown that they actually do like, well, not that they like, they kind of have to give Clyde Edwards-Hilaire bigger workloads in these situations. And they're actually doing it. He's still reasonably priced. I know the Chiefs haven't looked great the last couple of weeks on offense, but this is still a team that I consider to be one of the more talented offense in football solely because they have Patrick Holmes at quarterback. So this is still a spot where I think that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is one of the best overall plays on the slate from a points-per-dollar standpoint. I do expect we're about to see a crazy amount of ownership on him in our lineups based on what our top lineups are looking like over here. But one other thing I'll add to this, this is a 13-game slate, and I have a feeling that by tomorrow rolls around, we get some more of those update tweets from Rappaport and from Adam Schefter. There probably are going to be other value options that open up that are just going to naturally end up lowering the ownership we have on CEH. All right, point well taken. And for the most part, I agree with you. But I think this is a two-step process here because while I like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the one issue that I'm not in love with is that if we have 80% of him or whatever, maybe even more, probably every Mahomes stack is going to have Clyde Edwards-Alaire as well. Probably true. And if we go ahead and look at the top stacks tool, which I have open over here on my other screen, I am seeing that we do have the Chiefs with the fourth highest top stack odds on the slate. So it probably does stand to reason that we're going to be getting to some Patrick Mahomes stacks. And to your point, yeah, they're probably almost all going to have CEH. All right, let's take a look at exposures. So the way this works, too, with the contest generator, you're generating these contests, then you're simulating. I think it's you're simulating the contest 40,000 times, right, Greg? Correct, 40,000. Right. I had a guy ask me yesterday, and I've had a lot of people, which is very cool. You guys know you can always hit me up on Twitter and in the DMs. I know you as well are happy to answer questions. Um, a lot of people, one one guy was like, look, I'm new. I found you guys recently, but like he's new to DFS, which you don't see a ton of anymore. And he's like, I think I found my passion. He's like, I love this stuff. And he's just all in on, on the Sims and, and everything, which is awesome. And you're going to have questions. And the one question he asked was, Hey, if a player and Jacob, for a second, just go to player ROI. If a player is negatively leveraged, does that mean it's a stay away? And the answer is no. It means they had a negative ROI, Greg, across all of those 40,000 Sims uh, contests. But he could still be like, he could still be in the lineup that won the most out of all of those, even if overall he, he's a negatively simmed player and you're not getting a ton of him. 
Yeah, and it could be a scenario too, and this backs up what you were just saying, where you could have a guy who, you know, maybe he's in 400 lineups of the lineups you've simmed. And of those 400, two of them might be really good. And then maybe 398 of them are terrible. So this this might be a player who's in two of your top overall projected ROI lineups, while the other 398 are kind of trash lineups. So the, the individual player ROI, it's a cool metric to look at. It's going to tell you like, all right, on the whole, across all of the lineups that I built in the contest center and then Sims, this is what the aggregate simulated ROI of the player is across all of his lineups. But that doesn't mean that there can't be individual good lineups with him in it. For sure. Uh, and like I said, you can always hit us up with this type of stuff and watch. I, you know, I send everybody your 30 minute tutorial with Steve Buzzard with the Colts. That's like, that just lays everything out succinctly. That's all you need to know. I watched that when we first released this. So let's take a look at exposures here and see what we're getting. Just for those of you guys that were new, I want you to understand how it works. Like we're simulating this contest 40,000 times, right? Seeing what the, what, what getting what the results are. That's why you're seeing, Simulated player ROI, you'll see like win percentage, which is how many times that lineup won the contest over those 40,000 sims and all of that. And then again, your simulated ROI across all of those contests. So if we look at, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do player ROI? I'm sorry, do you want to do player exposure or do you want to do stack exposure? I almost feel like we should do stacks first. Yeah, I want to check out the stack exposures. I'm kind of curious on a 13 game slate, how does that impact? some of the ways that the players are showing up in lineups together. Like, does this mean we get to more of double and triple stacks or does it mean less triple stacks, more double stacks? I'm not exactly sure. We haven't seen many 13 game slates this year. Well, what's interesting to me out of the gate and Jacob, I'm going to do ask you to do a little bit more heavy lifting here is the Jalen hurts 10% double stacks. So if you go back to lineups for a second, Jacob, because you guys already know it's it's hard to double stack him unless I'm wondering if it's Swift, if it's Goddard as the number two piece. Go all the way to the right where those hearts are, and you'll see the three three vertical lines. Uh, do that, and then filter by player, and then hurts, and we should be able to see what we're getting. Like, aren't you a little curious to see what double stack Jalen Hurts lineups look like? Yeah. And uh, even some of the single ones, I'm kind of curious. And then the triple ones as well. I know there weren't that many. I think it was like 2% of our top 150 lineups were, uh, were Jalen Hurts. Yeah, looking here. So Hurts, scroll back up, Jacob. Hurts and Goddard. Oh, by the way, uh, sort them by simulated ROI again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so I'm curious to see, like like you, is for some of these triple stacks, like who are we getting in with Jalen Hurts? And the double stacks, like what does that look like from a salary standpoint? Because even though Devontae Smith hasn't had the best fantasy season, his price has never really dipped significantly. He's, right. he's not yeah, as expensive as he was last year, but he's still overall fairly expensive, more so than what his production has been. Him and Jalen Waddle all season long, right? Yeah. It hasn't mattered. Uh, there's a Hurts triple. It's Hurts. Brown, Smith, and Goddard. 
So, and there's yeah. another one with those three as well. I, I'll tell you what, I really thought there would be more DeAndre Swift in these at that price point. There isn't. Um, look, these are the type of lineups that are going to make you squirm a little bit, but also against Arizona, you know, could look, the Eagles have been, I said it the other day, they're the most dysfunctional 11 and four team that I've seen in a long time, yeah. Greg, but against the Cardinals at home as double digit favorites, um, could you see a game where the Eagles drop like 45 points and everyone goes, oh, they're back? The, uh, the obvious answer to that question is absolutely. So we can take everything we've seen over the past several weeks and be like, this team is struggling. And I feel the same way. I, I bet the Cardinals at plus 11 and a half because of that. But it doesn't actually mean anything because there's still a, a, there's still a possibility that Jalen Hurts and this offense goes nuclear against the Arizona Cardinals. Something else as well, because you had mentioned how this team has struggled lately. You've talked about them being dysfunctional. You see it on Twitter, too. Like, every time this team plays, people go, oh, Eagles, frauds, frauds. Now, part of that, too, is because there's been so much parity in the NFL this year that it feels like every week yep. there's one or two teams that are called frauds because they have an underwhelming performance, either in a winnable matchup or they just get blown out by a good team. But I do wonder with the Eagles doing this a couple weeks in a row, we've got Jalen Hurts projected for about 11% ownership this week. I wonder if that number comes in a little bit under what we're projecting, just because this is kind of a narrative that goes beyond the data and some of the recency buys might get people away from Jalen Hurts. I don't know if it'll matter in some of the sharper, you know, like single entry fields, but for large field stuff, maybe that impacts Jalen Hurts and the Eagles ownership a little bit. It's definitely possible. The, the only counterpoint argument to that is that even though they've struggled, Jalen Hurts is still putting up huge fantasy totals. Yeah, because there's like a magnet on the one yard line at Lincoln <laughs> Field where everybody just, if you get to the one yard line, cool, you fall down so that Jalen yep. Hurts could uh, do the tush push for a touchdown. And I'm, I'm actually pretty curious to see if the play gets banned, what that does to Jalen Hurts' fantasy value next year for real life. Does it have an impact on the Eagles? Yeah, a little bit, not like a massive one. But for fantasy purposes, you have to think it pretty significantly would cut into Jalen Hurts' touchdowns. Probably. Probably. I mean, look, here's the thing, though. They use this the, the excuse of it's dangerous. I never see anybody get hurt on that play. I, I see people getting hurt on crossing routes where they get their head blown off by an oncoming defender, right? Like, th that... Th yeah, okay, you could say it's, you could say that that play is outlawed because it's dangerous. Then you can't play football anymore. Like you you can't. You can't play football anymore if your concern is that that play is too dangerous. It's a convenient excuse. Exactly. That's it's, all it's it is. It's not it what it really is is the the Eagles have developed a play that I personally don't have any issue with. It's At a the cheap same time play. too. I don't think it's in the nature of what the sport is supposed to be, but it's very hard to communicate that in a, like a rules committee type meeting. We're just like, we just don't like this. Therefore we're not going to allow it. So instead they find some other bullshit reason. Like look at all the players who are getting hurt on this. Like people aren't getting hurt. People get hurt all the time in football. This is, yeah. this is not meaningfully changing the landscape of injuries in the NFL, but it's an easy way to kind of be like, Hey, look, they're doing something different. It's dangerous. Let's get it out of here. The reality is it's not a play that's really within the nature of what I think the sport is supposed to be, which is why people look and remove. I don't have an issue with it, but uh, I do kind of understand why some people don't like it. Yeah. Rand said it's super dangerous having two 300 pound guys leaning on a, a D. Yeah. But like, honestly, I watch every single Eagles game. I watch as much football as I can and I see other teams attempt this. When do you ever see somebody actually injured from this play? Like, and I tell you, if, if, you, if your answer is, well, I've seen it, 
doesn't matter because I guarantee you've seen far more other plays that have resulted in far more serious injuries this season. You know, like outlaw hospital balls from Gardner <laughs> Minshew to Michael Pittman. Whatever. So, anyway, besides the point, uh, I like the QB plus two a lot for, for, for Jalen Hurts. Am I fine getting to some QB plus three? I am. But you can see what it does to the rest of the lineup, right? Like you can absolutely see that you're – now, the cool part about this, honestly, I don't even hate the first one because if it's Javante Williams and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you're still getting two guys that are probably bell cow status in good matchups, right? So it's not like we actually have to sacrifice a ton at every position. Where you're sacrificing is clearly your wide receiver three position and then your flex. Yeah, so I did want to add in one thing that's actually fantasy relevant about the uh, tush push play that we were talking about is it actually does make me a little bit hesitant to do Eagles triple stacks because so much of the touchdown equity ends up going to Jalen Hurts. And it's one of these scenarios where it's like, cool, it's great for Jalen Hurts individually. And sure, they still have to get down to the one yard line. But if so many of these plays end in a one yard rushing touchdown for Jalen Hurts, as opposed to when throwing the football to Dallas Goddard, AJ Brown, or whoever it may be, it does kind of hurt some of the absolute ceiling for triple stacks just because the rushing upside doesn't always have correlation with some of the receivers. So I might be inclined to filter out some of the Eagles triple stacks, but I don't have any issue with the single or the double stacks. Yeah, me neither. And if we go back to exposures and stacks for a second, you're getting, okay. And go to, let's go QB plus three for a second. So the reason Mahomes is popping is QB plus three is because of Clyde Edwards Alaya. Yeah, so it's probably I'm I'm going to pretty pretty confidently say this: Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Travis Kelsey, Rashi Rice, Patrick Mahomes; those are going to be almost all of the 15 percent of those cheap stacks. Yep. Yeah, and I'd say some Justin Watson as well. Maybe. It, well, it depends what I mean by some, but it's going to be predominantly those three players from the Chiefs. Predominantly, yes. Let's well, let's look at Chiefs exposure then. Go to a. Uh, Go to player expo or go to just exposure, yeah, and then uh, team chiefs. So let's see what we get. Oh, you're right. Not a lot of Watson, Edwards, Alaire, Kelsey, Rashi, Rice, and Mahomes. You're right. Okay, makes sense. What do those lineups look like? Let's go to to lineups and and see what our Patrick Mahomes stack. We already know it's going to be Edwards, Alaire. It's just a yeah. that's just a fact. So Zamir White under the assumption that Jacobs is out, Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Rice, Ridley, Demario Douglas, Schultz. Yeah, those are not bad lineups at all. Williams, Amir White, Rice, Godwin, Myers, Kelsey, Everett. A lot of two tight ends, but that's okay with me in a spot like this. Look at this one, Greg. Mahomes, Edwards, Alaire, Amir White, Rashi Rice, Jacoby Myers, Douglas, Kittle, and Kelsey. Man, that won't be duped. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Yeah, we've got uh, only one of these lineups here actually did have a dupe, and it's not something we really worry about for 13 game slates anyway. Not. But yeah, going to be very unique lineups. People always bring up, hey, double tight ends. People don't want to play double tight ends. And I get a lot. That's probably the most frequent question I've got is people say, like, how do I get rid of double tight end lineups? I'm going to say uh, one thing is I don't think you should get rid of them. It's not something I think you should do. But if you really do want to limit the amount of lineups you get that are double tight ends, you can go into your tight end exposures 
and you could do a negative ROI boost to all the tight ends, like an equal one that you're getting to. And that will make it so that some of those double tight end lineups don't show up as frequently. But I mean, the reality is a lot of the tight ends have been the best points per dollar projected options this year with some of the higher price points on backup running backs and more aggressive wide receiver pricing. Uh, so here, though, we are going to do a lot of Travis Kelsey. Like, if there is a tight end, I'm going to be getting a lot of double tight end lineups. I'm cool with Travis Kelsey being the guy. For sure. And look, they've struggled. This is one of the spots where I'm wondering, like, you talked about, will in large fields, will Jalen Hurts' ownership be be suppressed? I would have thought that the Mahomes and the, the, sure. the Kansas City Chiefs' ownership would be suppressed more than any other team this week given that they're not exactly cheap. I mean, Kelsey's still priced like Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes is still priced like, well, you know what I mean, 7,500. And then Rashi Rice is up there uh, almost $7,000. So when I saw uh, the pool exposure in this and I see our ownership projections, I honestly was a little bit surprised to see Kansas City as popular as they were. Yeah, and it's uh, team, what, we got them projected for like 7% exposure or something on Patrick Mahomes individually. So he is expected to be like the fourth most or fifth most popular QB on the slate, somewhere around there, like fourth, fifth, sixth. And I, I do agree, uh, going back to my point about Jalen Hurts before, I do think some recency buys could end up driving that down a little bit. All right, so one more time for, for stack exposures, Jacob, so we can just get a better idea of the teams that we are getting to. Uh, and then can you just sort by QB plus two? All right, there you go, Greg. You're, you're, we're still getting 20% Purdy stacks overall. I that, that looks – tell you what, looking at our stack exposures, I kind of love this. Like Purdy, Hurts, Lamar, a little bit of Tarod Taylor, a lot of Mahomes, QB plus three because of Edwards-Alaire. It looks good. Yeah, and the let's see. So Tyrod, I'm actually a little surprised we're not getting to more of Tyrod Taylor. Maybe that's just because it's so hard to figure out who to stack him with that the Sims yeah. don't like him as much. But he's cheap. He's got rushing upside. So I thought he would show up in a little bit more lineups here. But it's also something pretty notable. Mostly stud quarterbacks. I know, and maybe that changes. But usually it would be the other way around. Usually like news breaks throughout the week and you go from getting less stud quarterbacks to more because value opens up. I have a tough time thinking that this is going to change all that much. Yeah. And then also I've got the top stacks tool pulled up over here that I mentioned before. And if you look at our teams that do have the highest odds of being the top scoring stack from a fantasy standpoint, it's Eagles one, 49ers two, Ravens three, Chiefs four, number five is the Rams. So these are mostly the stud quarterbacks that are at the top of our top stacks tool. Now, obviously that makes sense. A lot of people would think that to be the case, but a lot of times we do find the, like other teams, like maybe a Baker Mayfield or, or, you know, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals might sneak in towards that top, but there's nobody close to the stud quarterbacks and the teams with expensive offenses this week in our top stacks tool. No. And for what it's worth, I don't mind some Arizona stacks. If you're trying to load up on, you know, Tyree kill and or McCaffrey and Kyron Williams and, Whatever, Ayuk, Debo, a lot of really great plays. I don't hate that. I don't hate Eric's call out yesterday on Jared Stidham against what I think is Chargers team that, that had their dead cat bounce. Last, Jacob and I did the, the odd shopper video. You know, we were talking about the dead cat bounce for the Chargers after getting rid of Staley. They almost beat the Bills. Uh, you know, at this point, it feels like things are over for them. We had a qu question in chat, Greg. 
from another Greg. He said, is it galactically stupid to play Swift and Hurts together, getting all or most of the rushing touchdowns? I, I think it I think it could definitely be be worse. But yeah, there's definitely cannibalization there. And the problem is it's a 13 game slate. If we were talking a smaller slate, you could probably make a much better argument for that. Or if Swift was involved in the passing game, even remotely, but he's kind of not. So mm. is it possible, Greg, that they could score 42 points? Swift has two touchdowns. Hertz has two rushing touchdowns. It's absolutely possible. Do I want to play for that on a 13 game or probably not? And there's for sure some negative correlation there. Now we do know that running quarterbacks generally tend to increase the efficiency of their running backs. It's something else the defense has to be prepared for, but the touchdown equity is clearly negatively correlated. So, you know, if you were building lineups across 150 and had like a lineup or two that ended up being Hertz and Swift, I wouldn't have an issue with it, but I'm definitely not trying to get them together. If I'm building, you know, one, two, three lineups, I wouldn't have Hertz and Swift together in any of them. If there's one quarterback that we're not getting now, but you would like to get more of, who would it be? Hmm. Can we go to the, just so we get like a broader picture. Jacob, can you go to the QB exposures and then yeah, good look call. At what we're getting to of, of each of the individual QBs? Somebody in chat had asked about Stroud and we, I like do, him. we do have Stroud in right now, by the way. So let's see if he's showing up. Not in that many lineups, so only 1.3%, but to the question that we gotten before from Rance in the chat, like, yes, our data does currently have CJ Stroud expected to play. I do think he's probably a little more likely to play than not, but not confirmed or official or anything. That is just my intuition on the CJ Stroud situation. But let's see here. So we've got Jackson, Mahomes, Purdy Hurts. So is the quarterbacks getting double-digit exposure to? And you're asking me, is there anybody we're not getting to that I'd want to ROI boost up? Not even saying you would, but someone that you you know you you like. Geno's facing Pittsburgh. They've been a hot and cold defense. Stroud's got Tennessee with Nico Collins back. Um, Taylor Heineke's a cheap option in a decent spot. Kyler Murray against Philly in what could be a negative game script where they have to throw. Jared Stidham against the Chargers. There's just so many games I figured I'd ask. All right, I've got one. I've got one looking through our quarterback exposures and just keep scrolling down here all the way to the bottom, Jacob. Yes, we don't have any Matt Stafford lineups. And I know that Tyra Taylor played fairly well last week for the Giants, comes in around halftime, replacing Tommy DeVito, and didn't the Giants didn't win the game against the Eagles, but Tyra Taylor made it a lot closer than a lot of people otherwise would have. He had a shot at the end zone to tie it with a two-point conversion on the final play of the game. So, yeah. I still don't buy into Tyrod Taylor being like the savior of the Giants or anything like that. Now, from a DFS standpoint, sure, I think he's a good play because it's rushing upside, cheap price point. But there's a real, real possibility here that Tyrod Taylor looks terrible this week and that the Rams defense is able to dominate the game. They end up setting up the offense in good field position. Matt Stafford's project for less than 1% ownership for this weekend, Slate Lofty. We do have the Rams with a 6.3% chance to be the highest scoring team of the slate in our top stack stool. Now, the Rams are very expensive, which is why they don't really rate out as well in the Sims. But if I had to force myself to a QB they were not getting to at all, a sub 1% owned Matt Stafford, when he's really played well this year, really been a strong bounce back year for Stafford. We know he's got a ton of great weapons to throw the ball to as well. 
pricing, certainly a concern, but who knows? It's a 13 game slate. We could see more value open up in the next couple of days. So that's one we're not getting to. I think is probably a little bit underrepresented by the field. Matt Stafford at just 0.7% projected ownership. I like it. Hurts, Purdy, Mahomes, and uh, Lamar Jackson making up the large majority of ownership. Look, it could be worse, right? And there's going to be value on this slate. Go to running back exposure, Jacob. We're going to see. We're going to see firsthand right now, Greg, what it looks like. Um, before we do, before we get into Clyde Edwards, Alaire, and Zamir yeah. White, uh, for those of you guys that are looking to, well, expand your bankrolls without having to win anything, Matt Gajeski and I talked about it on the Showdown Strategy Show yesterday. Uh, over at Better, B-E-T-R, they're giving $500 first match deposit bonuses. $500, up to 500 bucks, which is massive. Better than any of the other pick'em sites right now. They have a free square on Patrick Mahomes over a half a passing yard going into Sunday. So if you're not there yet, links in the description and chat. I'll say this much. When you think of it this way, it'll kind of put things into, into view for you. I just did a video on the Odd Shopper channel talking about like, how you need to mix unders into your process, how you need to find the true odds of these bets and how you more than anything need to shop around. Because if you're getting bad odds, you're just giving money to the books. It's the same thing if you're in a non-legal betting state, but you have these pick'em sites. The ones that are giving you big bonuses and the ones that are giving you free squares are going to be different every day with the free squares. So even if you're on one or two and you're like, yeah, but I like it there. Well, you should like the idea of knowing that any given day of any given week, you have a free square here or you have a free square there. That's just going to boost your ROI significantly over time. Or you have money here, but you can reallocate some of that over here to get a huge bonus. You think of it that way, go over to better where you can up to 100 extra entries, up to eight plays per lineup, just taking the over under on these player projections. It's kind of a no-brainer. So if you're not there yet, you're looking to get that bonus, you want that free square to get it set off right, once you start up, check it out. Links in the description and in the chat. Should be everybody's New Year's resolution. Take advantage of as much free money as you possibly can. Exactly. You don't know when these are going to be around. Like last year, remember, Loft, we used to have that, the BetMGM offer. It was the no-brainer. It was Heading to 200, yep. Yeah, and people were really excited about it, right? A lot of people took advantage, but I think a lot of people look at these offers, they assume they're going to be around forever, and then one day they end, they don't exist anymore. So take advantage of them while they're there. Bet Jim literally emailed us one morning. It was just like, hey, we're done with it. Yeah, it's <laughs> over. It's over. Yeah, we didn't even know. But anyway, check it out. Get your deposit bonus. Get that free square on Mahomes. Take the over on that, please. Not the under. That would be silly. <laughs> All right. Uh, running back exposure. Let, let's make this one happen. Running backs, Jacob. And a lot of Edwards, a lot of CEH, Zamir White. Is, is Jacobs officially out or are we just assuming he's out? I believe that we are assuming he's out. Let's see if we have any more updates. Which but makes I, sense, by the way. There's no reason for him to play. Yeah, I do think most reports have indicated that he's not all that likely to play. But going to pull this up right now. Yeah, uh, he hasn't practiced yet. So we know that much. Yeah. He still hasn't practiced. So we'll see where that takes us. But as of now, the assumption is he's out. Man, how about this, though? 24% McCaffrey. You're not going to turn your nose up at that. 23% Barkley because that price has come down. He's just a workhorse. A lot of Williams. Makes sense against the Chargers. I'm not going to tinker with that at all. But then we go down into no man's land. And there's one guy that I don't see here that I thought I would see a little bit more of. And maybe it's just prohibitive based on price. No Kyron Williams. 
No, and so there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, we can get to any Ram stats, right? So part of that is because yeah. there's no Stafford there, and he was one of the guys who I said that I would I would like to give an ROI boost to. But I assume that means we probably don't have a ton of Cup, don't have much Nakua, none of Kyron Williams either. It's just it's an expensive Rams team, which is why I also think they're going to be so low owned. So people aren't going to want to pay the premium price tags. Well, I think it's also the fact that when you look at the lineups we were getting and you look at the stacks, a lot of it's going to be, uh, and you're right, because in Purdy stacks, you're probably going to have a decent amount of McCaffrey. But when you're talking Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, there's only so much room to jam in expensive running backs. And one of the common themes with all those lineups that we were looking at in the lineups tab was a lot of cheap running backs that are going to get volume for sure. Zamir White, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, um, Javante Williams being another addition to that, that are going to get volume but not expensive. So then when we are going up in price, we're landing on Christian McCaffrey. So when you kind of work it out in your head, it does make sense. It just sucks because Kyron Williams is awesome. Yeah, he's been uh, ridiculous this year. And, I mean, also somebody who, who saw Kyron Williams coming this year. Now we're at a point in the year where – uh, I think people start to look ahead to next season. They say, hey, looking what happened this year, Kyron Williams first round, probably like top five pick in best ball and fantasy drafts next year. Well, this year he was the, like the waiver wire guy or somebody didn't even get picked in a lot of best ball drafts. So yeah, Kyron Williams, I agree with you. And is he the second most expensive running back? On yes, he is. Days? I think he's 8,300 behind McCaffrey. Pricing is definitely a little bit of an issue. So I can understand why we didn't, why we didn't end up getting there. Yeah. Our- projection on him is let's see what do we have him projected for this week we have Kyron Williams just looking at our fantasy projections at 8300 we have him project for 19.82 fantasy points the problem with that is all the guys who are priced around him other than Stefan Diggs are pretty much projected for more fantasy points which does bring up a little bit of an issue yeah, getting from. makes sense Look, any other slate with, you know, say we had last week with the nine games, we'd have probably a lot more Devin Singletary. Uh, we, we'd probably have a lot more like James Cook. We're basically getting none of against the Patriots as double digit favorites. Can you scroll down a little bit, Jacob? Yeah, 1% DeAndre Swift. I do like Swift quite a bit this week uh, and non hurt stacks. How about this, too? You want to talk about pricing being a, an issue? Rashad White, every week we get like 20% of him. We're getting no Rashad White even this week. Yeah, and Rashad White is priced at 7600 Part yeah. of that also is, I mean, these guys are just so much more expensive than they were. And we were getting to a lot of Kyron. He was like, what, 62, 6300 Rashad even, White. Even like 7300 Kyron. Yeah, so he's gone up in price. Rashad White has seen a big price increase. I feel like this is the biggest price increases we've seen of the entire season. Let's, is there any way, and I'm not saying you should do this. Let's just say you wanted to, to limit the amount of Clyde Edwards, Alaire you got in Mahomes stacks. Is there a way to do that with the Sims? To limit specifically CEH and Mahomes stacks. I think you'd have to go in there and, 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 and manually select lineups. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to manually select some of the lineups there. So we could go ahead and just sort by Mahomes and try to find some of the top projected Mahomes lineups that don't have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So that would be one way to do it. Uh, but other than that, I would have to think more about a way to sort it using the filters. I think one thing I would do is I would potentially oh, just run a separate sim with 
with a, a negative boost on on Clyde Edwards Alaire. I wonder if this works. Can you go to lineup does not contain Edwards Hilaire now? Let's see if that works. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so that works. Okay, so you got not a lot of them, but it's doable. And if you wanted more of them, you could, I think, run a separate sim and just negatively boost Edwards Hilaire a little bit and, and still have the other sim as well. But if you were looking to collect some lineups without, um, then that's how you do it. All right, cool. How about wide receivers? I'm going to ask you. So, Jacob, wait for the big reveal here. <laughs> At wide receiver. Okay. Who do you think are our three highest owned receivers? All right. So, I am just going to base this on our QB exposures. All right. So, let me try to remember. I'm looking at the top stacks tool as well. I don't know if that's considered cheating, but I'm using it as a tool here. Top stacks tool. Going to help me kind of going to going to help me kind of guide this. So, I know we had a lot of Eagles. So I have to assume A.J. Brown is one of them. We had a bunch of Jalen Hurts stacks. So A.J. Brown, I'm going to assume, is one. We got to a lot of Chiefs, so I'm going to say Rashi Rice is another. And then from the 49ers, would it be Ayuk or Samuel? I almost want to say it's like a DeMario Douglas because we need someone to jam into all of those expensive lineups. We did see DeMario Douglas in a lot of our top lineups. So I'm going to, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take your word for that one. We're going to go AJ Brown, Demario Douglas, and Rashi Rice is a top three roster. All right, let's do it. Ah, we oh, nailed right. it. So that's pretty if, good, man. If so, the other two options that I had were also up here because I was looking at the Ravens and I was just trying to think like, all right, we had a good amount of Lamar Jackson. And then you started thinking about the wide receivers. It could be, and it's like, all right, it would have to be Zay Flowers. Who else would it be? And then I was going to say Debo Samuel instead of Brandon Ayuk, if I guess the 49ers, though. And Ayuk would have been the right one as far as the wide receiver pairing the most with Birdie. You nailed it. We nailed it. Not bad. And so this is one of the examples, though, where I think no matter what happens on, you know, today or tomorrow or Sunday morning when we get the inactives, I still anticipate Rashi Rice, A.J. Brown, Zay Flowers, Brandon Ayuk. I still anticipate those guys being at the top, right? Mm -hmm. What I could see happening, however, is guys like Demario Douglas, Quentin Johnston, Jalen Guyton, Wandale Robinson, where there's a shakeup in the value and we see less of them. And I think that's a very realistic possibility depending on what type of value opens up in the coming days. Yeah, for sure. And then also something like – if this was – our actual set of lineups that we had right here. I don't really have a massive issue with getting to 16% Quinn Johnson or 14% Jalen Guyton. Although I also did see that we had a ton of Gerald Everett popping up in our top lineup. So I'm going to assume that he's one of our most rostered tight ends. If we're getting to like north of 20% of Gerald Everett, in addition to the Quinton Johnson and Jalen Guyton we have, I would be inclined to do a negative ROI boost to Gerald Everett in that scenario. Yeah. Totally understand that. Uh, especially like having double chargers players in a non-Eastern stick stack. I wouldn't even want a stick stack, but without them, it's even worse. So yeah. Anyway, uh, tight ends. And Greg, I don't know if you've looked like deep into this slate, but you have Kittle on this one. Mm -hmm. You've got uh, a, a few other, you have Trey McBride in this one, which is interesting. Evan Ingram, Kelsey, of course. So 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised we're not getting more Trey McBride. I really thought going into today, <laughs> going into the week, that we'd see a lot of McBride. We always do. I know his price has come up, and I know we're getting a ton of Kelsey as well. Also, uh, one thing I've noticed is when we run these on Friday, tight end ownership always looks different on Sunday. Or it, it always exposure always when I run it myself. So we were getting a ton of Everett last week. Um, or maybe that we, I forget which day it was, which we came down a bit. I think we still get some, but not nearly as much as we're showing now. I anticipate McBride coming up a little bit here. Potentially. So the reason that I think we might not is because our quarterback pool does seem fairly condensed with Kyler Murray, not being one of the ones that we're getting a lot of. So Trey McBride, now he's $5,900 on DraftKings, as opposed to before when we're getting to a ton of him. He was slightly cheaper than that, and there's also a lot of tight end options on the slate. I think what's ultimately going to happen, though, is a lot of the tight ends we get to are going to be the ones that correlate with the quarterbacks for stack or maybe some runbacks in some of the game stack lineups. The one that really does surprise me is just the amount of Gerald Everett we're getting to, because all the other tight ends we're seeing here, like Chigakonku, good points per dollar option. George Kittle, we're getting to Purdy. Goddard, we're getting to Hurts. Kelsey, we're getting to Mahomes. Gerald Everett's kind of like out of left field, just like the Kool-Aid man busting through the wall and just like, hey, look at me. I'm everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want to look. But here it is. Hey, look, Sim, Sim player ROI is massive on him. So, yeah. Well, again, we'll see on Sunday. For those, I know a lot of you guys who have the Sims tool, you know, run the contest generator, the Sims tool, or Sims pre-contest simulator. I know a lot of you guys are running it earlier in the week, and then on Sunday is where we're really doing the like the final touches, right? That's where, like, I'm trying to run it. I, I don't really care if I run it at Greg at, at 11:45 or 12:45, as long as we have updates for the inactives. Like, that's really all I care about. But that's when you're getting, you know, the finishing touches and, and you're finalizing it. So um, I know many of you guys that watch this have the tools and, and you like exploring them with us. You're doing the same things. And if you want to get in, still some, still a lot of football left, a lot of slates left. And if you go, J Jacob, do something, click on slate up top. I want to show, I want to show you guys something all the way up right there. There's literally every single slate that you can run Sims for Greg. And when the playoffs start, cause I know a lot of people will be thinking like, Oh, but, but the playoffs start, there's going to be a shit ton of playoffs. Like if you look at the schedule this year, Games are spread out. There's going to be a Saturday slate. There's going to be a Sunday slate. There's going to be Monday. There's going to be uh, primetime games for showdowns also. So there are going to be a lot of different slates to play even through the playoffs. Yeah, if you guys want to check it out, link in the description and in chat. You can do a month or a week, Sims Max, Sims Data, whichever one fits you better. Hit us up if you have any questions about it. Check out the tutorials for sure. But, um, yeah, it's been killing. Like we said, Tom Kennedy. Chopped for twenty three thousand. He, he almost won the NBA milli one hundred and fifty k the other day using the Sims. We had Eric take down the the play action. I came this far, this close to taking down the play action on Sunday. Eric Chobb took down everything yesterday, so it's working, man, and it's been fun to see that. We had a milli winner earlier in the year, so still a lot of time to get in if you want to. Week or a month description and in the chat if you want to. All right. Um, Anything before we've looked at all of this, this is a good breakdown today. I think it it's helpful for us not to just look at the stacks and look at the players, but go and look at the okay. So, what does this lineup look like if we have a, a Hertz triple, you know, like a super expensive stack in that sense? Anything else you want to look at before we go? 
No, I think we've really covered everything. We looked at top lineups. We looked at the quarterbacks and all the individual positions, the spots we're stacking the most, individual player exposure. So uh, we've covered everything I wanted to say. Awesome. Yeah, I think me, uh, me as well. I don't really care about defense. I'll land on whatever defense there is. It doesn't make a, a real difference in that sense. Um, one last thing I want to look at, Jacob, and I think we need to do this. All right, so let's do this. Go to lineups. You'll appreciate this, Greg, because it'll give us a contrast, a contrasting view of all of these expensive stacks. Now go and sort by lineup to in these lineups by Tyrod Taylor. I want to see what I want to see what giant stacks get us to. So let's see. The highest simmed ROI one, 308%. Pretty high. Taylor, Barkley, which I have no issues with, Javante, Tyreek. Rashi Rice, Wandell Robinson, Gerald Everett, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Bills. Next one is Taylor, Barkley, Edwards-Alaire, Tyreek Hill, McLaurin, Wandell Robinson, Kelsey, and Gerald Everett. So first thing that stands out to me is like it's a Tyreek Hill jam spot for Tyrod Taylor lineups. Which which makes sense, right? Because if you are going to be playing a fairly cheap stack, Tyrod Taylor, Wandell Robinson, you got a bunch of available salary to you. And then if you could pay up for anybody – at wide receiver on the slate, why would it not be Tyreek Hill, especially with Jalen Waddle expected to miss? Now, does this mean that Tyreek Hill has to get like 15 targets or anything like that? No, but he probably does see a little bit of an uptick in looks from Tua. Well, let me ask you, though, your personal opinion, and you guys in chat as well. I'm curious to know where everyone stands on this. Do you feel more comfortable, and your comfort level is a non-factor in the end, but we're doing a show and it's fun conversation, more comfortable with the expensive stacks given the value pieces we have or with the cheaper stacks and then being able to pay up for guys like Tyreek Hill and and jam a couple more expensive guys into lineups right now on Saturday, on Friday morning. I'm going to say the expensive stacks, with the the stud QBs. Me too. Yeah. I feel a little bit more confident there. Plus I think value will open up. We'll see. Shout out to Jacob as always for producing. Yo, Jacob's gotten, Jacob's gotten good over the, over the season with this, huh? Yeah, he's, it, it's a good thing he's out in Las Vegas where he can't play DFS. He'd probably beat all of us at this point. He's been going to say we need tutorial. Sims. Yeah. yeah, we need tutorial videos. Yeah, shout out to Jacob. Uh, follow Greg at G. Ehrenberg DFS. Me at Lafay underscore D. L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Uh, you guys are the best, man. The, the, real, the, the real ones are watching this show every week when we actually get down to this type of stuff and, and get away from some of the takes. But appreciate it. Remember, $500 first match deposit bonus on better plus free square. If you're going to do it, don't wait till Monday. Patrick Mahomes free square over half a passing yard. And all of our tools, lineup generator, Sims tool in the description and chat. Hit us up if you'd like. We're always there to answer questions. And uh, we'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Tournament strategy with Greg and Neil. Peace.